0: This Africa is sponsored by DJI Enterprise Drones. From farming to security and surveillance or search and rescue, drones have become an integral part of many businesses. The latest DJI Maverick 3 Enterprise is the perfect stepping stone into this market with a plethora of features in a package under one kilogram. Find out more at DJI.com. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Afrocast. My name is Brendan Lotz and joining me as always is Robin Lichetti. Howdy. And Louis Monzon. What's up? Uh, have you guys enjoyed the nice short week, courtesy of Easter? Uh, no, not, not really. Not There's really no pleasing really. you guys, is there? The There's load that. shedding
1: has been terrible. Uh, I suppose
0: stage six load shedding. Um, but I mean, were, are we surprised after there was like stage one load shedding last weekend? No, I'm pretty sure we all took bets on it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just before long, uh, weekend
1: I have to admit that in my heart of hearts, I had a small flame of hope.
2: You know? <laughs> and then
0: it was extinguished on was Tuesday. Extinguished. Um, yeah, I think that, well, that, that's stage 10, right? yeah when yeah, they extinguish yeah, all the flames yeah, of hope yeah. we're, we're almost there almost there <laughs> um yeah so load shedding continues we're at stage six as of time of recording this doesn't look like it's going to get better into the weekend um i fact, was
2: reading stories around something like stage nine yeah but stage again, eight. i think that
0: that's more fear-mongering but yeah let's let, yeah just just prepare for a dark weekend i think yeah. uh, have some prize uh, especially going into winter mm-hmm. Right, let's get into the news of the week. Let's start with you, Robin. There's some uh, new Sony job listings being yeah. posted.
2: Uh, I should say, uh, I guess we should talk about it in the past since there were some job postings. Oh, I think once they were spotted, they were uh, very quickly removed. Okay. Um, so, on Sony's kind of international job portal, there were a few postings, and um, the descriptions of the jobs were around a new cloud gaming. streaming service that sony was uh, reportedly working on for playstation um and it by all accounts it looks like uh, sony's trying to put together a team Um, there were 22 job postings in total uh, lots of engineers that they were looking for also someone to kind of oversee the uh, creation of content and kind of almost essentially head up the program for them um lots of uh, Engineers, as you mentioned, project managers, uh, writers—it's kind of uh, business intelligence analysts. So it it does like a like like a really high spec team that they're looking to put together. Um, And yeah, it looks for all intents and purposes that Sony are indeed
0: kind of entering the cloud gaming fray. Um, Are they, or is this just uh, improvement of PlayStation Now um, or PS Now is it called?
2: I'm not too sure what the, what, mon- what Monica is these days. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, I'm not too sure because we, we kind of mentioned it in our, in our story that uh, cloud gaming, uh, or rather streaming of games via a cloud platform, has been uh, mixed to say the least. Mm. Uh, we already know about Google Stadia, which had a very brief, uh, I guess, time in the on spotlight, and <laughs> uh, it uh, has been. So- Pretty much uh, shuttered, put out to pasture essentially by Google, as it does with a lot of uh, projects. And um, X Cloud, which is I guess Microsoft's Xbox-based, or, or rather a dongle-based yeah. cloud gaming streaming service. They mentioned it a few years ago, and we've had no real updates apart from that it's still working on it. So I guess there is scope for Sony as far as kind of entering that kind of realm of cloud gaming, um, but there haven't been a lot of success stories. Whether that changes with uh, Sony and PlayStation remains to be seen. Um, Especially as, um, and I I think we can all agree here, that PlayStation is perhaps uh, behind its main competitor, Microsoft and Xbox, when it comes to making games available digitally. I'm talking here specifically around Game Pass. It is a vastly superior offering than what PlayStation has currently. Mm -hmm. So perhaps this is their play. It looks like they're not looking to kind of copy Xbox's Game Pass playbook uh, specifically is looking to perhaps look go into cloud gaming and kind of be the the leader in, in that kind of segment as a, as a way to kind of differentiate itself. So yeah, that's kind of where things are standing at the moment. Um, a description for each of those uh, aforementioned 22 job posts started off with by saying, as a member of Sony Interactive Entertainment's future technology group, you'll have the opportunity to lead the charge in the cloud gaming revolution ftg is at the forefront of putting console quality video games on any device hmm.
1: right so that was the that was the google stadia hope right mm-hmm. that was you know and uh the reason the reason why google stadia was shuttered and so horribly you know left to die was because that no matter what the technology that google managed to get up and running uh, no matter how good, I mean, Google Stadia had some some really some really popular AAA games, and you could Red Dead Redemption Two. You know, they had some 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 serious console games that people were interested in. But the problem was that no matter what Google Stadia did, the the latency in when you press the button and when your character does something was always too high. Things like that, like it it
2: it, it was just never a seamless, smooth experience. It also didn't seem and i might be talking out of turn here but it didn't seem like google's heart was really in it because when google wants to do something they can normally pull it off it just didn't seem like uh, they were fully committed to this endeavor as uh, many people were hoping they would be
0: yeah it, it always felt like a like an additional thing that they were doing didn't really feel like it was something that they were trying to put all of their weight behind um like Aside from the launch, I mean, we didn't hear anything about Stadia until its demise, ultimately. Mm -hmm. Nothing about improving the service. I mean, it was used in comparisons by third parties, but nothing from Google, really. I mean, we know that you had to have a special Google controller, which Mm -hmm. was locked, and that could only be used for Stadia. And now they're selling the things to be used as third-party peripherals and other stuff. It's just like it had that functionality, but they locked it all.
2: I do wonder if there was... A lack of buy-in from publishers as well because i mean i guess we're speaking anecdotally but whenever we received review code it obviously we know that not available in south africa so it it might be a bit of a moot point but it didn't seem like publishers were really interested in google stadia that much either
0: no i mean i can understand why as well like if you look at the way that like cloud gaming cloud gaming is at the moment like it's not a good experience. It's not mm-hmm. on par with sitting in front of the console and yeah. playing it, or sitting in front of a computer and playing the game, because latency is an issue. No matter where you are, unless you're sitting right next to the data center, you're gonna have latency yeah, issues. Yeah, and, and also, and even
1: then, it also depends on the device, right? Like, yeah. um, the quality of streaming that you can manage on, you know, on a, on certain smartphones compared to PCs compared to, you know, your your. Um, your smart TVs, it, it depends on what you're using, and I think for publishers it was just too much variation yeah. in the experience for them to be able to you know give their
0: their and IPs. I mean, like any consumer that sits down and plays a game where it's a bad experience, is going to blame the product. So if I'm sitting yeah. down playing Assassin's Creed and it's not performing as well as I want, I'm going to blame Ubisoft. Oh, Ubisoft, your game is terrible, even though it's actually the platform in this yeah. case, Stadia or the cloud gaming platform, that is the problem. So, I don't know, I think Stadio is always doomed. I don't know, PlayStation? Yeah, Play? yeah I, w- I
1: was gonna ask, what can Sony do different? You know, that's the question. PlayStation exclusives.
2: Yeah, they've, they've always had, like, to my mind at least, a better library when it comes to exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I guess this is perhaps, for South Africans a bit a bit more important. South Africa has always been PlayStation country, yeah. as much as Xbox may try to deny it. And um, also, in I guess the notes around these job postings, there was mention of using AWS uh, as I guess mm. the host. And as we know, AWS is investing heavily in South Africa. Maybe that's good news. I don't know. So we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I think the cloud gaming has a place, um, but I don't know if it's something that companies should be investing in and trying to make big hoo-ha news about. Well, I mean. Especially if you're only launching in a very small group of countries.
2: I think it's one of the few areas that PlayStation can try and carve a name out for itself at the moment, to be fair.
0: Fair enough. Right, let's move on. Louis, what have you got for us this week? Uh,
2: well,
1: we all know that the Super Mario Brothers movie came out. Uh, basically uh, I, I hey, last week in fact mean the one with John Leguizamo <laughs> that one you mean <laughs> that's, that's been out for a while uh, no I mean the new one with Chris Pratt Congrats. And uh, Charlie Day and Anya Taylor Joy and Jack Black, and a lot of uh, famous uh, uh, actors, in fact. Um, so, uh, you know, we were actually talking about this movie in the office earlier today, and the reviews are middling, to say the least.
0: That's from critics, though.
1: Yeah, for critics as well. Um, but the, despite this, the movie uh, is a commercial. Success in in the highest terms. It is it just an explosion in the box office. Um, it is it is it had the highest opening for any video game uh, movie ever. So it beat uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, it it in one weekend it made uh, 146 million dollars in in the U.S. alone, um, and has so far grossed. So this is from. Uh, so uh, the story came out on the 11th of April so from the 5th of April to the 11th of April it made 377 million dollars in that period of time um all worldwide mamma mia so clearly uh Nintendo and Illumination and um uh the the company who's who's uh bankrolling this uh they've made a huge hit so i mean
0: and Nintendo, obviously.
1: The, yeah, the Nintendo are super, I'm sure they're super happy with this. They have. Ba- it's basically one big advertisement for all their games, yep. and for all their, for, you know. Um, money printing machine. Uh, money, and indeed, money printing machine. So I'm sure fans of Mario and of Luigi and the lore around, if you can say lore around Mario, they're happy about this.
2: Oh, um, it, uh, I haven't seen it. Um, based on the reviews, is it lore accurate?
0: I don't know. I, I mean, what, I what is the lore of Mario? He's a plumber that bashes his head into bricks.
2: Well, I mean, technically speaking, if you want to go a little accurate, you have to talk about Donkey Kong. Because Donkey Kong is in Mario. Original, yeah. Yeah, Donkey
0: Kong is in the movie, I believe, and he features quite a bit. Does. Yeah,
2: Seth Rogen is uh, voicing you there. Exactly. That right? What? Th- yeah, Seth Rogen. Okay. I mean, the,
1: the, the ensemble cast is like, I mean, you know? Yeah, that is
0: a bit crazy. I, when people said Jack Black was in there, I was like, what?
1: Apparently, Jack Black is one of
0: the best things about the movie. Oh, he's the
2: best thing in most movies, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> that, that, this is
0: this is a fair point.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, I think uh, for me, it kind of I mean, you can't say that video games turned to movies are no longer commercial success. You like it, it it does give a formula for success. Um, whether or not critically, uh, video games can transition into movies can can they be critically successful it's a different story usually mm-hmm. the answer is no <laughs> uh, but they can can they make money if a studio behind puts a lot of money and effort and time behind yes definitely i suppose it's just choosing what uh what ips to do um we know that god of war is getting a series or a movie mm. series Series. Yeah. mass effect is like getting a series or a movie
0: series of
2: as well it <laughs> would have to be r-rated probably <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, I don't know what other video game movies are coming out.
2: Um, well, we know that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I mean, this is not Nintendo properties, but we know Horizon Zero Dawn mm-hmm. is getting adaptation, Grand Turismo. So, uh, sorry to bring it back to Sony, but they seem to also be hedging their bets on uh, bringing IPs over to different forms of media. Yeah. So, so
0: yeah. I don't know. I don't think that video games lend themselves to movies for the pure fact that movies are too short. Like if we look at The Last of Us right? Yeah. if that was condensed into a movie it would have to be nine movies mm. which is just basically what happened with the show it's yeah. nine little movies
2: also if you want to watch a Last of Us movie just watch The Road okay. with Viggo Mortensen yeah, yeah.
0: okay fair um, but I mean I don't know if games translate into movies like with the idea of Mario like sure there are many Mario movies that have uh, Mario games rather mm-hmm. that have happened over the many years that's this property has been in existence but i think that gives them the scope to basically do anything and maybe just even tell the. i haven't seen the movie so if i'm supporting it i'm really sorry but if they're just telling the story of mario going to rescue princess peach yeah i mean that's pretty safe but where do you go for number two where do you go for number three where do you go for the fourth movie the fifth movie are we going into super smash bros territory if we're going into Super Smash or we are we then going to go and divert into all the different little JRPGs yeah, that I feature mean, within there? It, it becomes like a very big question, but I think Mario, it's safe to do that because they have a lot of IPs, they have a lot of content to draw from. Whereas I think there's something like The Last of Us isn't really suited for a movie.
1: It depends on then what, what the IP is, you know, what's safe yeah. Super Mario, or, like you said, The Last of Us, or Red Dead Redemption,
0: you know? I mean, could you take The Legend of Zelda and turn it into a movie? I was just
1: going to say that. When you brought up the whole um, uh, Smash Brothers things, I was like, what can they, Metroid, could they make Metroid into a movie? Could they do Legend of Zelda? Are maybe, those a successful. Maybe Metroid
0: is a series though, like sort of like similar to Alien. Yeah. That could work. Maybe. What The,
1: the thing is, like like you said, it depends on what is easier to adapt. Um, and what is commercially uh, viable, right? Um, and Mario, I think, is, is kind of like the sweet spot between, it's something that's easy to reproduce into the big screen, obviously with a good animation company behind it because it looks great, I mean, from the trailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are certain games that you won't be able to do. Even super po- uh, popular games and super successful games, could you make a Grand Theft Auto movie, you know? Uh,
2: so I think it has to also do with the cachet of the... Of the property.
1: Mm.
2: Mario, for all intents and purposes, is the face and mustache of Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah. So, for something like uh, Metroid, I don't think it necessarily translates unless you're a real big fan of the series. But everyone knows Mario. Everyone pretty much mm-hmm. loves Mario. I don't, I don't want to say love, but no one has a bad take on Mario. Yeah.
0: I mean, if they do, I'm interested to hear it because <laughs> that's, that's
1: going to be. Yeah, an interesting but it's take. like, what could you possibly have bad to say about Mario? The
2: war crimes of killing all the Goombas. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, that's, that's definitely something we need to talk about. But I mean, I, I failed to see how this was going to be a failure um, because Mario is Mario. Tomorrow. Mario is very, very popular. Um, everybody loves Nintendo. Quirky old Nintendo that can yeah. do no wrong Ugh. until it does something wrong that yeah. affects you directly.
2: Until the dinosaurs and Nintendo decide. <laughs> to I think the only time it becomes things. a problem is like uh, with the studio that's handling it. So Illumination, yeah. obviously they do all of this pickle yeah, and the me stuff, they do the Minion stuff. stuff. Yep. But I mean, they also did the Grinch movie. Did anyone watch that? Yeah, I
0: watched the Grinch movie. Uh, uh, with uh, the Jim Carrey
2: no no no, no, no. Oh, they, did, the they, they did an animated G- oh, oh. <laughs> yeah exactly so <laughs> so they do have a few misses on on their uh, I guess the, their roster yeah
0: fair
2: enough um, so yeah how much did you say it made in the end of the period so uh, so far
1: uh, it made 377 million dollars worldwide <laughs> so it should cross a billion easy I think yeah or if it did if it did that in what less than less than
0: five days so a week? here's a big question though if there's a, a sequel the original cost in that sequel
1: i mean if they're if they're banking if they're making the same amount of money they did for this one i'm sure they're they chopping at the bit you just
0: get likes. <laughs> who would they get <laughs> mario 2 sing-along i don't know if you guys have seen that where it's like disney movies of yore when they needed a quick dirty sequel they just do like a, a sing-along. sing-along
1: what songs would they sing that's the question
0: uh D- d- that, the soundtrack of mario he just got a... <laughs> I think jimmy
2: Fallon already did that right
0: oh man anyway uh mario movie go and give it a watch this weekend if you uh, haven't watched it yet give nintendo more money that's what uh, the they critics seem divided the fans seem to really like it. Uh, you decide right uh also this week um a rather interesting uh, revelation came to light Uh, So in 2021, uh, we wrote a story about a reported hack at a water treatment plant in the town of Oldsmar in Florida. Uh, It was really notable at the time because cybercrime was on the rise uh, and there were fears that cybercriminals would inevitably start turning towards infrastructure uh, that keeps us all alive. So at the time it was reported that a hacker had breached the water treatment plant in Oldsmar, Florida Uh, and had increased the levels of sodium hydroxide in the water. So, while sodium hydroxide is used in the treatment of water, uh, in excess levels it can be uh, dangerous to humans. Uh, It's a caustic um, chemical. Uh, It's better known as lye. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever come across sodium hydroxide. Have you ever used it? Uh, I've heard
1: about lye. Uh, I plead the (laughs) first.
0: All about China, <laughs> um, so sodium hydroxide is not very good. If it gets to excessive levels, it can be dangerous. Uh, so at the time in 2021 or 2021 rather, this uh, news caught a lot got a lot of attention because uh, hackers targeting infrastructure in the US was notable. Um, however, following an investigation with the Environmental Protection Agency and the FBI, it's been concluded that there was no such event. No uh, hacker had breached the Oldsmar water treatment facility. Instead, what had happened was, it seems as if an employee had uh, mixed the chemicals a little bit too oh overzealously, um, and they were able to fix it within two minutes. So. Here's how I think I played this out. This is purely just my theory, me theorizing, is that there was a new employee at the Old small Water Treatment Plant and uh, he decided that he was going to go about his duties yeah. and he accidentally let too much lie into the water. And instead of copying to that, he was like, I think we were hacked. <laughs> and, and he caused a panic, a massive panic. That a couple of people then jumped on. Um, even the uh, the former city manager uh, Al Braithwaite said the good news was he fixed it in two minutes. So it really went to the press as a non-event. But local law enforcement, then the state authorities, then every news light outlet in the world, all the way to India, India ran as to say, "Look at these Yahoo's. They don't know what they're doing." Oh my God. This is the former uh, city manager, um, and I understand that he feels a little bit let down by the world jumping on this story, um, but it's also notable that it's now taken two years to investigate this and then to d- discover that it's because an employee um, kind of was a bit overzealous with the it chemicals.
2: It might have taken two years because it was a non-event. Yeah, I think if the, if the amount of sodium, what's Hydroxide. Yeah, I've, nev- I've never encountered it before. Never. Uh, <laughs> if that amount had been far more dangerous. yeah. Then obviously, I'm sure yeah. the investigation would have been far quicker. But
0: it was—it is a non-event. Um, I do just—I I want because I covered the story. I thought that it would be only fair to report on the developments two years later, okay. even though um, that this was a non-incident. But it—it it, it does kind of serve to remind that even though things like this sometimes are just a mistake it's better to be cautious. Mm-hmm. If you work at a water treatment plant, um, like Water, or you work at any infrastructure really, um, this should be a sign to well, rather just be safe and mm-hmm. guard your cyber defenses right. against something happening. Because in this case, it wasn't a cyber criminal, but who knows, it could eventually be. And we have seen cyber criminals target infrastructure in the past.
1: Mm-hmm. I think for me, what's interesting here is why the story became just a big deal worldwide like what what about hacker you know uh, targets water infrastructure it's so, it's so you know important for people that so many media covered
0: it so over 2020 we saw cybercrime kind of increasing and by 2021 so around this time the beginning and the end of the year are usually very busy times for cybercrime. so the uh, December and then from January through to March, um, this is over a couple of studies. Those months are very, very hot times for cyber criminals because it's the end of the year and it's the beginning of the year. So they're leveraging that rush and then mm-hmm. also the fatigue at the end of the year. The rush at the beginning of the year, fatigue right. at the end. So the, the the at the time that this broke, it was the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of focus on cybercrime around that time of year. And coming from 2020, we, we we'd seen a marked increase in cybercrime. Um, The fact that it looked as if criminals were becoming more brazen and now targeting public infrastructure while we were all still stuck inside Mm -hmm. was very, very alarming. So Mm -hmm. I think that's why it became such a um, popular... It was like a perfect storm of situations. It was kind of like, oh, hey, here's this thing that's happening while all of this Mm. trash fire is going on. Here's another fire, and yeah. Um, also, the fact that it was just this tiny little city in Florida, um, I mean, it was notable. So, and also, I, I think it was just it's a small it's a small town. Mm-hmm. So the the expectation is that they uh, they aren't uh, they aren't the measures in place necessary to protect that infrastructure. Um, even uh, Braithwaite said uh, in the report that um, the state technology officers came in uh, not necessarily to tell us what happened but to identify how many, I admit it, how many vulnerabilities. Mm. So the good news is that they were made aware of their vulnerabilities and were able to address them. So uh, hopefully that doesn't happen to you though because I think if any business has an incident like that it could could go really badly for them.
1: Right. I mean just to bring it home, um, there was a whole transnet hack, the ransomware attack that they had to deal with. Um, that was legit, a legitimate thing that happened to them. It wasn't uh, a mistake, but from the, well, as far as we know, a mistake from an employee or something. And that kind of uh, it 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 paused all uh, imports and exports from from South African ports for at least a week. Yeah, you know
0: it's it's uh it's not very good the dji mavic 3 enterprise features a cmos wide camera with up to 50x zoom with a 45 minute flight time this uav can meet your needs at night or day whether you're simply inspecting a property or conducting mission critical operations find out more at dji.com this week uh we want to chat about um a new streaming service brand new never ever been touched or never seen the light of day um that's it's called max
2: yeah HBO Max is dead. Yeah. I don't want to hear that name again.
0: Yeah, it's just Max. Now. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, so this week, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, that's their name now, right? Yeah. Warner Brothers Discovery announced that HBO Max is dead. Uh, instead, it's just Max. Robin, you've got more for us.
2: Yeah, so um, as you know now, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, there was a merger, and part of that merger down the line now means that their streaming services are essentially joining forces under one banner known as Max. So, for all intents and purposes, HBO Max is gone. They just dropped the HBO part, now they're just calling it Max. Even the branding looks quite similar.
0: Um, it looks like the HBO Max without the HBO.
2: Yeah, look, uh, we've, got, we've, got to cost, we've got to save money wherever we can, please. <laughs> um, so... Under this new service, it's officially launching on the 23rd of May uh, in regions where HBO Max and uh, Discovery Plus were previously available. Uh, unfortunately, that f- for South Africans, that means we have no word yet as to when or even if uh, Max will be launching in South Africa. We'll be discussing that a bit shortly. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, g- I guess, the new offering. And uh, with this new offering, comes new pricing. Um they're going to have three different subscription options. They and a lot of them are just basically ad related. Uh, they are kind of broken down in terms of how many ads you're going to be seeing. So the the bottom rung or bottom tier uh is called Max Ad Lite. It uh, costs $9.99 a month or nine, $99.99 for the year. Uh that gives you access to two concurrent streams uh 1080 ADP resolution for streaming, uh, no offline downloads, um, and then 5.1 surround sound quality, then there is max ad free, um, as the name would suggest, uh, no ads I'm assuming on here, Uh, two concurrent streams as well, 1080p resolution, you are allowed to do offline downloads but only up to 30 a month.
1: 30 a month? Yeah. Download
2: 30 things a month. Yeah, 30 pieces of content. Oh, wow. Um, mm. And then obviously the 5.1 surround sound quality. Then the, oh, sorry, the pricing for that one is $15.99 a month or $149.99 oh, for the year. There. Yeah, a little bit. You're welcome. Um, Then the the top tier is called Max Ultimate Ad Free. Oh my God. That costs uh, $19.99 a month or $199.99 for the year. You get four concurrent streams, so obviously doubles the amount of streams compared to the other two tiers. You get up to 4K UHD resolution on content. Um, You also get up to 100 offline downloads as well as Dolby Atmos sound quality.
0: So what does... Uh, hang on. So, hundreds offline downloads. You yes. Can get Max Ultimate Stream ad free HD <laughs> Remix. Yes. Reloaded. Super. Yeah. New Super. Funky Mode. Okay. So, why is this massive gap? Because it's thirty for the Max Ad Free, and then you get an additional seventy. Like for. I'm assuming that's because of. Four dollars more.
2: I'm assuming it's because you can have double the amount of streams. So four concurrent streams are supposed to Oh, Two. so I can
0: share this with my family then. I can share this you between households. You didn't hear that from me, but probably. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. That it's just like, are we now doing this now? where We're, we're going to give you limits. This is, first off, this is not going to work anywhere else outside the US, right? If you take this to India, they'll laugh you out of India. <laughs> yeah. Because offline downloads in areas like, the, even in South Africa, are necessary mm-hmm. it's not like oh maybe we'll add no your product will not survive if you do not have offline downloads as part of your products offering right that's just that's the way it is the the fact of the matter is that outside of the u.s listen listen carefully now just warner brothers discovery hbo whichever your name is today <laughs> people outside the us don't have very good internet even people within the us do not have very good internet offline downloads are a way to keep me engaged with your platform when i don't have internet if you're going to charge me for offline downloads i'll go back to netflix all right where they don't charge me for offline downloads and to watch offline this is a stupid idea rethink it
2: well hopefully there will be some localization added to the pricing or the offering
0: well, I mean, that's interesting because at the beginning of March, we know that Multi Choice announced a new partnership with uh, NBC Universal and Sky to create a Megazord streaming service. Um, and part of that involves uh, making. Uh, so they mentioned that this will be complemented by third party content with HBO, Warner Brothers International, Sony, as well as English Live Premier League, etc. So they, HBO and, or, sorry, Warner Brothers Discovery and Multi Choice seem to have a very good relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but so, do we think that this means that it, that Max is going to come to South Africa?
1: I definitely think that it's a big barrier for Max coming to South Africa if they have an agreement with, with um, kind of the, the head yeah. honcho of, of streaming in, mm-hmm. in South Africa. Um, that would be uh, creating a competitor for their own kind of business partner. Yeah. So it depends yeah. on if they feel, it's always down to the profits if they feel that there is a significant amount of south africans who are willing to pay for max content other than you know paying for it through uh multi choice then they'll do it if not then they won't
2: yeah i do wonder the if it's not smarter of them to make max available via dstv almost like how you've had netflix yeah. available like vi- a bundle deal yeah because we know why HBO Max never launched in South Africa. It's because Show Max existed and that had a lot of HBO yeah. content already. Mm-hmm. It still does with The Last of Us, for example, in succession. So I understand why, uh, from a licensing mis- perspective, Max probably won't be launched in South Africa, but when you consider the relationship between Warner Brothers Discovery and MultiChoice, it, to my mind at least, makes sense to offer Max as a bundled service yeah
0: i mean it's so for multi-choice i think that's a great idea because number one you get access to the multi, the existing multi-choice customers um without having to now tell them to uh, go away from our platform Showmax, max whatever it could be bundled as a separate service keep uh, i mean when i uh, no, call it Showmax, Show
2: max. max max or yeah. whatever but i mean
0: like when so to give for example if you weren't around when uh, Netflix first launched in South Africa. There were certain things that weren't on there. So, for instance, Orange is the New Black was not available on Netflix in South Africa because they had an agreement with MultiChoice to for MultiChoice to broadcast that show on its uh, properties. So, despite Orange is the New Black being a Netflix property, it was not available on Netflix in South Africa for a while—a good long while. Um, so I could see HBO doing something similar, where it brings the wealth of its back catalogue to South Africa, but leaves the cert, the, the brand new content for yeah, multi-choice to stream last, etc., until a predetermined date. Because that happened ultimately with Netflix, where Netflix was able to get back control of its stuff. Showcase House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, that sort of stuff.
2: I mean, we say that, but it looks like, anyway, the execs at at, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery are billing Max as a streaming service that's going to be getting a ton of content. Uh, During their press conference, they said that... uh, uh the service will feature a regular freshness of content with an average of more than 40 new titles and seasons every month
0: i don't believe i that. don't know how long that's going to last for i don't believe it though because they didn't they just go and call a whole bunch of content from their back catalog when they took it when this merger went through mm-hmm. westworld the uh the batgirl movie i don't believe that I, i'm calling their bluff i don't believe that they're doing they're going to do that especially if they've just spent the better part of the last year culling content getting rid of content to cut costs now you're telling me they're going to go right back and invest in content that they don't even know if it's going to work ah uh-uh. uh-uh.
2: I don't know I think they might I mean you look at how they uh, we might be getting off on a tangent here but how uh, Warner Brothers is handling the the DCU or DCE whatever you want to call it now that um, James Gunn is on board and kind of how they're planning everything around there so I think they are willing to splash the cash on projects. Are they?
0: Because they're letting Ezra Miller be the Flash, which is, in everybody's opinion, is a bad idea.
2: I reckon that Flash movie is a reset. It's a full-on reset for everything. I wouldn't be surprised if...
0: That's I mean, that, it. But that's the only reason it makes sense because that's the only reason you keep Ezra on and to go and refilm everything with a new Flash... That's going to be way too much. Mm-hmm. Especially if you say it is Flashpoint, essentially. Yeah. But, I mean, it just, I don't know. I don't buy it that they are now all of a sudden gung-ho for this content creation, content play, platform hosting stuff. It doesn't feel right to me, especially given the last year.
1: So, in comparison, like how, how much pieces of content, uh, or how many rather, does Netflix put up new, new pieces of content?
0: Oof. A month? Yeah. I mean...
1: Oof. If we can ballpark it.
0: I would say 20 to 30 pieces a month. Okay, so it's not that much more. Not much more, but I mean, Netflix, their whole business is that, is creating this content. They've got a whole plan going forward. What plan does HBO have? I know they spoke, and I'm sure we'll get to it, but they spoke about having some new IP, expanding on existing IP, but how long can you beat the succession horse for, especially what happened in the third episode? Sorry, spoilers. (laughs) i don't know for for me at least i'm, I'm
2: i i do not want to talk about the streaming service but hbo has always found a way to have a hit show
0: yeah a hit show but they don't have a hit streaming service sure that that's the key here is it's not about having the content because everybody wants to watch your content whether it's the wire house of dragons game of thrones the last of us succession uh, what's the white lotus it do, they they make certifiable bangs. but it's all bangers all the service. time <laughs> The streaming services, what the problem is here, is it's that, yes, I'm going to pay up to watch The Last of Us. But once The Last of Us is finished, I have no interest in HBO. I'm not going to watch The Wire again. I've watched The Wire about 50 times. Also, I don't need to watch it again.
1: They also have the uh, the expanded library from the other pieces of, of, of the whole Megazord streaming service. Yeah, they have. fair. So I, like Discovery. Discovery, they have uh, what the Shark Week shows. Yeah. And they have the um, uh,
0: uh, American Chopper and I uh, the reality stuff. Mythbusters, yeah. you know. So, I mean, okay, so there, there, I think there's value. And if they're talking about that sort of stuff, great. But once again, it comes down to the streaming platform. Do people want to pay for Max now that they've dropped the HBO? Mm. Is the platform going to change inherently? I would have to have a look at
2: the library compared to and compare it to something like Netflix and Disney Plus. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just I don't know. I don't. I don't. I understand why they're doing this. I'm not saying that HBO makes terrible content. Please don't get me wrong. But I, I don't think that this is something that I can take a Warner Brothers Discovery at their word for because last year they were just like, uh, cut this, cut this, cut this. Westworld is gone. Right, like it's been left to be bought up by other streaming platforms to put on their platforms. Like it's just, it feels bad to have this company standing up there going, Oh, well, you know, we've got a new vision. Mm -hmm. And then in two years time, when you decide to do another merger or another big acquisition, then that catalog gets, what, left into the dust? I don't know. Oops. I just don't buy it. Not for a second.
1: So can you trust it? HBO Max or or rather Max or you know because there's a thing people want um, at least what it seems like is people want their shows to kind of exist you know if they start like the Daredevil and stuff that Netflix Mm -hmm. got rid of Um, you can't really go back and oh now you can see the stuff on On Disney Disney Plus Plus, yeah right Um, but for a lot of the shows that HBO cut or, or that max cut or uh, honestly the naming convention is, is kidding me, <laughs> me. uh that the big conglomerate cuts you know a lot of that stuff is, has been evaporated you yeah bad girl doesn't exist anymore
0: and know? like a lot of these things the reason they they get rid of this content is because they don't want other people to buy it because they don't want to have to keep playing paying royalties and right. residuals yeah. and all this other stuff that comes with um making a piece of content because once you've made that piece of content it's not just oh bills paid like you'll have to keep paying royalties and residuals if somebody else buys it along the way and by just getting rid of it yeah i mean it's easy enough to just get rid of content and then the people who made that content literally have it exist in their cvs which is something that is a point of contention amongst writers in in the US at the moment, uh, in Hollywood, and I suppose everywhere else. Um, But like, I just, I don't know, just renaming your streaming service and then adding some new shows. So let's talk about that. So the new content that they announced, I'm very excited to talk about it, (laughs) especially because one of them is just a rehash of a property that has been beaten to death at this point, Harry Potter so they announced that they're doing what
2: 10 years of Harry Potter so it is a 10 year long TV series um, whether that means it's 10 seasons or not uh, remains to be seen but uh, they, they, they plan to have a decade long running Harry Potter series sometime soon that, that is an insane thing to do by the way I mean
1: I remember when The Witcher came out on Netflix the first two seasons came out and then Netflix was like this is, the, this is it this is 10 we're going to do 10 we're going to do decades of this but then the big controversy came and they lost Henry yeah. Cavill and I mean, come on, you can't just set out 10 years yeah. of a show.
0: It's a good promise, it's a good way to bring in investments but again, what happens by year 3 when people are tired of exactly. going to Hogwarts to watch the same stuff that they've already seen before? Or by year 6 where you have to
1: you know, change the, your main actors or by
0: year yeah, 8 it's where it,
1: where the production company got <laughs> on a strike, or you know,
0: <laughs> Harry Potter's in his early forties. <laughs> I mean, this, and that's the problem with Stranger Things at the moment. It's like the next season of Stranger Things—they have to do a time jump, I believe. I think they did mention that, that they are doing a time jump for the next season of Stranger Things because the actors are too old now.
1: They don't look like they're kids anymore. Yeah, especially if they're gonna adapt the, you know, from the
0: first book. When Harry Potter is eleven years old. By the know? time, by the time the Harry Potter movies came out, weren't like Daniel Radcliffe in them in their twenties? Yeah. Like it was uh, like ridiculous. Like run the, running, running around with them. a beard. I'm actually seventeen. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> well, um, well, not even we're not even th-
2: talking about the actors we have to talk about the contracts. That's the reason why Game of Thrones ended so abruptly. Yeah. They couldn't afford to pay the actors, especially uh, people like um, Emilia Clarke, and Kit Harrington, the mm-hmm. kind of men, the stars yeah. they couldn't afford their contracts anymore that's why they had to wrap up things really quickly um, mm-hmm.
0: and that will happen with this mm-hmm. because it's happened with every single show from Friends to Big Bang Theory the minute these shows get a bit big the actors realise what their worth is mm-hmm. and they're like hi huh, Mr. Producer we'd like to get paid a million dollars an episode <laughs> unless they have uh, upfront
1: 10 year contracts
0: you know no, they'll it. get you know, renegotiated or else the actors will just be like Where are what are you gonna do? Sue us. Uh, Good so luck. The, like, Good every, luck in the courts of public opinion. In every way possible,
1: this is not a feasible thing. This time.
2: I mean, we haven't even talked, spoken about the the elephant in the room. That oh. is that is one J K Rowling. Yeah. Who is an executive producer on the show? Can't and it. I understand why she is. Yeah, I mean she's, she's the creator, the creator yeah. but she is such a divisive figure. You are really you you are really hamstringing your your other producers and your director and your actors here when you have that kind of presence looming over a production.
0: Lou was you that said you were looking forward to the recording, right? Was I it mean, in the office I'm not sure. But what are they going to do
1: with this show, like? Okay, now we, we're talking about the business side of it and the controversy with J.K., because I can only imagine the actors are, are going to have to go through PR account, like, you know... A a massive, massive PR trade. Yeah, because yeah. they're going to get asked about J.K. at every media thing. Um, but, like, the show itself, they're really going to do Harry Potter again. Yeah, the books, basically. Again, we've seen the movies. The movies
0: are really good. They are really good. You they know, are. and... Honestly, like I walked away from all of those movies thinking that's as good as they could do. Yeah. Otherwise, the movies would get really boring because, let's face facts, those books do have a lot of guff in them. Espe- especially stuff. the early ones. Yeah, yeah, like Headless, nearly Headless next Halloween Party. There was like a two chapter thing event that yeah. happened in those books yes, no, yes. I, I, I never I, I, <coughs> I never read, read the books time. I read them multiple times so I know like the things like the whole thing with Professor Lockhart in the Chamber of Secrets like that book as, as a movie I was dreading because that is an incredibly boring story up until the end up until like the last the last couple of chapters it is hopelessly boring so when the movie came out I was like oh it's really cool that they managed to get it like this action sort of interesting place because the rest of the book just and I, I don't know yeah i don't, I don't think know what they're gonna do it's just like also it's the harry potter story once you know the end sucks
2: Sorry. well i think that goes for anything once you know the end or yeah, but harry with potter any reboot because it's kind of like
0: yeah i don't know
2: he, it's
1: a it's a lich situation he has ph- Voldemort has phylactery okay so I think I like I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the parts because I know the fans of the books would say especially later on in the films they'd say okay maybe they could have done this better like yeah Ginny Weasley Ginny Weasley uh, character um, in the movies people would often say that it wasn't you know up to the spirit of the books that she was more of a tomboy and she had a lot she did a lot more cool stuff in the, in the yeah. book maybe they so but like are they now, now they have to do a series now they have to fill hour-long episodes with content um, yeah I don't know what they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna try and make things better or or they're gonna do like a last of a situation they're gonna take the movies and use that as their basis i don't know
0: what happens if they do it like a high school team you know? a day in the life thing <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. Slice of life. like uh, lizzie mcguire style thing, you know where it's like ron and then get out of class and they're like walking through the hallways with their uh, i think if, if, their if bags they get, if they get the the someone
1: if they get someone who actually knows what they're doing they i would watch that show like writer-wise? Yeah. Like a slice of life Harry Potter? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that could that could go
0: down. I mean, it could. it could. If they took it like a little bit more modern, made it more modern, twisted it a little bit, took it out of the... So Balenciaga Harry Potter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Balenciaga Harry Potter. You are Balenciaga Harry. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, what is- just rehashing Harry Potter is a bad idea. That's what they're going to do though. They're going to rehash Yeah, because why, what else would they do? I mean, then I look forward to the uh, Fantastic Beasts where to find them TV series
2: so I mean let's let's chat a bit about then what else is on the cards okay. for, for Max uh, so we, we're already on uh, we, we're kind of dreading the Harry Potter series yeah. um, there's apparently going to be a, a Big Bang Theory spin-off somehow another one another one uh, we're going to get a Game of Thrones prequel called uh, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms another the Hedge ho- Knight <laughs> <laughs> yep, <laughs> um, there's going to be a series based on the Conjuring films.
1: Uh, another wait, what? It's what? what?
2: Yes, you okay. heard me. Um, <laughs> I reckon Morty anime. Anime. Yes. Even as opposed to the animated series? Yes, I, I understand in Japan, any, everything animated is called, referred to as anime, but uh, here we go, okay. that's what we're getting. Um, this however, I am looking forward to uh, the Penguin series with Colin Farrell. Okay. Cause I, I quite liked his character in The Batman, I think it could be quite interesting to kind of see the mafia mm-hmm. or the un- criminal underbelly of Gotham kind of uh, come to life. Um, then we have uh, True Detective, Night Country, which has uh, Jodie Foster and Kelly Reyes. I think now,
0: that I'm interested in hmm. because, first of Jodie Foster, uh, Silence the, of the Lambs, you know, Clary's. Um, but also, I thought that the show had been cancelled completely because... Apparently
2: not. It looks like it's had a new life breathed into it. Also, I was a massive fan of the first season yeah. of True Detective. Second and third seasons were okay. The third season was slightly better. The second one was quite terrible. Yeah. Um, so I am hoping they're kind of going to bring it back to a really good series like okay. it was.
0: You know what I'm thinking of? I'm confusing True Detective with Mindhunters on Netflix. Uh,
2: yes, I think they only saw two that, seasons.
0: That's cancelled,
2: yeah.
1: Um,
2: Other things uh, that are on the cards, there is a a kid series for gremlins. um, And also, I guess, part of... Some of the... the, the, the Magical Yeah, more like the... Um, <laughs> that's it. That's what it's going to be called. <laughs> the, um, the kind of TLC, uh, HGTV stuff, all that kind of... I guess those kind of lifestyle stuff.
0: Fiancé. Those kind of things. There's
2: um, something called Barbie Dreamhouse Challenge, which obviously I don't think any of us here will be probably watching.
0: No, okay. probably not. But I mean, so I think there they could stand to bring a lot of people in because everybody loves trash TV. The what's it called? The learning channel. The
2: learning channel, yes. Yeah, learning channel um, with Miss Ju- Miss Juicy. People Juicy. people
0: love jumping on social media and like live tweeting those shows, <laughs> so they could have something there if they went international with that. Is MILF
2: man, uh, I'm, I don't know. A TLC. I'm gonna have to do I'm some, Pretty sure it is. I'm
0: gonna have to do the so research. I, 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 yes, I'm, yes, it 100 percent is. Yes, uh, it's where yes, they
2: have those yeah. those the young the, the young mom men, and the son. It's, yes, it's
1: yes. from the learning channel. Yes. Yes. Can't wait wow. to learn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, okay. Could they make, number one, n- is there anything original coming to this thing? And number two, uh, I, yeah, I definitely see the idea that they could make this the, the reality show streaming platform. That could, that could be
2: a... Mm, I'm having a look here at what they've kind of teased so far. The only wholly original thing is a s- series, a, a dramatic series called The Sympathizer. But that, again, is based on a Pulitzer Prize winning novel. Um, And I guess everything else is kind of built as an HBO original, even though it's kind of adjacent to existing IP.
0: Okay. well, I mean, I don't know if we're going to see Max in South Africa.
2: I think the logistics and legalities are just yeah. too far reaching. I think,
0: I think if we do see it in South Africa, we'll see it as a Showmax sort of property, yeah. maybe as like an addition to Showmax, um, which Multi Choice is really quite on regarding this um, uh, deal with NBC Universal. Um, obviously, NBC Universal HBO are not the same company, uh, but I do just want to like mention that because it is on the cards. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I think Showmax as a brand is fantastic. I do love their, their platform. Not an, not a sponsor, although please Showmax. We, we talk you up so much. Just pay us. Yeah, even if HBO or
2: Warner Bros want to give us some money, yeah, we
0: don't mind. And this is genuine praise for Showmax. I'm not even joking. There's some really, really great stuff on there. And being able to add stuff to it like Max would be, oh man, it would be so great. They could beat Netflix. Showmax, you could beat Netflix if you were like the portal to get things like Hulu, um, HBO Max or Max as it is now, Peacock. No, nobody really likes Peacock, but I mean, we we, would watch it. We watched Halo, we would watch the other stuff that's on Peacock, like... Other stuff? The other stuff, you know, Halo and Halo, Um, but yeah... Uh, It's interesting times, I do think that we need to get to a point where uh, streaming services are offering more than just the content that's within their catalogue, just basically because streaming services are becoming so much more expensive, they need to offer more than just a Game of Thrones spin-off or just reality TV, there needs to be a really good value add and hopefully Max has thought about that and is not just trying to compete with with Netflix and those sorts of folks uh but i guess we'll just have to wait and see right as always as always uh but from myself brendan lot cheerio from Louis Monzon. bye guys and from robin lee chessy take care everyone we'll see you next week and thanks once again to dji for sponsoring this podcast dji enterprise drones like most of dji's catalog come with leading imaging and sensors already installed but don't think you're limited to what's in the box with myriad accessories you can customize your dji Mavic 3 enterprise to meet your business needs Visit DJI.com to find out more about drones for your business.